when you are able to hire somebody from within your industry, but outside the organization, you think, I got this great person. They're going to be able to do everything I need you to them to do and you throw them out into the field and you know two three four weeks later you you come upon the fact that they are not doing things the JRS landscaping way right they, they are just not hey everyone welcome back to another great episode of out of the hourglass today our director of operations and senior business coach Catherine Freeman takes the mic for a one-on-one conversation with Brian Stoffer owner of JRS Landscaping and Custom Creations, based near State College, PA. Catherine and Brian continue the conversation on cascading change. As we've spoken to this theme in past episodes, we're highlighting real stories of business owners who are adapting, making change happen, and working through the roadblocks that arise and often persist. It's about learning from those roadblocks that makes that change so much more effective when it works. And Brian's story is a perfect example. It's one that we believe will resonate with many. We're talking about a training and orientation guide in the field. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Okay, so... Thanks very much, Molly, for that uh, introduction. Um, as mentioned, I'm here with Brian Stoffer of JRS Landscaping, uh, a real uh, success story, in, in my opinion. You know, I think a lot of the things that Brian and his team have been able to do over the last couple of years have just been great. And I'm, I'm glad that he's here to share the story of not only trying something and getting it implemented, but recognizing along the way that failure is a part of it. And failure is probably a too big of a term, but you know, you try something, it doesn't work. You try it again, it doesn't work. You, you keep trying because you know, ultimately the, the reward is going to be worth it. So Brian, thanks so much. Really appreciate your being here. No problem. Happy to help. Um, as Molly mentioned, you know, we, we, we featured a, a, a couple of Grand Summit stories uh, when we were, when Brian was doing his keynote in Nashville this year, and we thought it was pretty important to make sure that everybody got an opportunity to hear what those stories were. Um, so, so Brian, we're, we're talking about an initiative here that you started and it didn't work the first time around. So uh, walk me through what that was. What was the thing that didn't work? So we wanted to implement the green books for all new hires that came into the field positions. And I, from the first time hearing about them, I thought they were great. Once I built my management team, we decided it was time to, to implement it. And it did not happen. We had meetings about it. We drafted, you know, a form and we just, it, it just failed in the field. Um, and looking back, it was very obvious what caused that. And we've made those connect- corrections. And, and uh, so we're, on, uh, we're on, our, on our way now. All right. So, Brian, what was obvious that... Um... What was so obvious from, in retrospect, what was so obvious? So I put myself back into the hourglass and my operations manager. We decided to do it analog 
which we thought would be easier, but all we were doing was creating more paperwork. So if we showed up at the shop in someone's first week of employment and didn't have our green book papers with us, we couldn't do it. <laughs> um, so we've, we've made some adjustments there. Um, what are the things that you, the assumptions that you made? So what was it that you, you went into this saying, this is exactly what's going to happen. And we assumed it was just going to work. We'd give these questionnaires, you know, to the crew leaders, or we would go over them with the new hires and it would just, people would weed themselves out right in the beginning. Um, if they weren't a good fit for the company, we would know it at the end of the two weeks. Um, and we just thought our process was good. You know, HR would give it to us. We'd implement it out in the field and there was just, it, it didn't work. <laughs> right. What were the blind spots, the things that you didn't think about? Um, the, the blind spots were the tight labor market. So as soon as we implement our green books, we can't find anybody to hire. Um, right. So we went from, we had already implemented successfully an interviewing process and we started hiring on work ethic and personality and less for um, industry experience. And as soon as we implement the green books, all of our hiring processes went out the window because we were just trying to get people to show up. Um, and a lot of time we had to be so quick that I was hiring people over the phone instead of our regular interview process. So we were just happy to get people to show up to their first day. So we thought, well, are we really going to make them, you know, jump through these hoops and threaten to, you know, you know, let them go after two weeks if they, if they were late a couple of times. Right. It's, it's really difficult. I mean, the hiring market right now does keep us at on our toes culture versus production um it's a challenge i know absolutely uh what about your long-term follow-through because i know that that's you know as as you mentioned the analog version maybe prevented you from starting the green book because you didn't have a paper copy of it um but what about that like follow through. I mean, we're, we're talking about heavy production time and. Yeah, we, um, we went to Nashville, Allison and I, my wife, Allison, she does our HR and marketing and we focused on this. And I sat in on, on one of the sessions, the panel sessions that talked about the learning pathways and I got some head trash out of my head <laughs> and when we came back, we thought, let's combine the green book process with the learning pathway process. And we decided to start using videos and, you know, implementing a little quiz. And after my last mastermind meeting, um, we found a template on Smartsheets and we've got the whole thing built out now. So instead of being analog, it's digital. And we can now send the new hire this smart sheets form or, or sheet rather, and they're required to, to get through the first two sections in or the first section in their first two weeks. And that's general training and has an HR um, component to it. And so uh, 
if they don't have it done at the end of their first week, all these emails go out and red flags go up. And then we can encourage them to get it done in their second week. Um, and if they don't, that's the green book portion of it. And, and, you know, if we make a decision to ask them to find employment elsewhere. Wow. You know, you mentioned head trash because uh, I feel like I want to make sure we hit that a minute because the, uh, I know in a, in a lot of cases that that can be a, a barrier, right? You know, you, you talk to yourself about, oh, the technology is going to be too hard for my guys to learn, or uh, this is going to be too expensive, or it's going to take too much time. Um, explain a little bit about getting that head trash out of the way and what that what that meant for you. So the head trash for me was, I don't just do one thing. We have a mowing crew. We have a hardscape crew that does decks and patios and, and construction type stuff. And then we have landscape maintenance and install. So building a learning pathway, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And we're bringing in someone, a laborer on the mowing crew at $13, but a skilled you know, contractor on the hardscaping crew for, for $20. So how do we make them go through these learning pathways? And it was one of the contractors in the member panel was asked this and talked about, you can hire that $20 an hour person, but they have to start in their learning pathway at Apprentice One and go through it all to learn it your way, not the way they've done it or whatever, make them go through those learning pathways and get to the point where they're at skill-wise before they can advance pay-wise or, or promotion-wise within the company. And that was that was the aha moment of, oh, I can do this. I can bring someone in that's a higher skill level and make them work through the whole thing anyway. Right. You know, that's, uh, I, I think, something you've, you've hit on that many businesses, many, many field leaders, many business owners really struggle with. And that is, you know, on the, on the occasion, on the rare occasion, maybe when you are able to hire somebody from within your industry, but outside the organization, you think, I got this great person. They're going to be able to do everything I need you to them to do. And you throw them out into the field and, you know, two, three, four weeks later, you, you come upon the fact that, they are not doing things the JRS landscaping way, right? They, they are just not. <laughs> They're doing Absolutely. things, you know, whatever. <laughs> so one of the things I'm hoping this to do is to make those conversations less awkward too. So if you if I'm seeing something that I want done a different way, I can direct them to that training video or apparatus on our learning pathway and say, hey, take a look at this and you know, kind of take the emotion out of it. You know, one of the things that you um, mentioned when you were preparing for this with with Brian Nolan is part of what you learned in that failure was that it could not be a group experience that you had to have one person that was holding everyone accountable. Um, tell me how you came to that decision. And then how did you guys decide who was going to be that person? So we thought Zach would take care of his crews and I would take care of my crews. Um, and then Allison was going to oversee the whole thing. We ended up having a baby. So Allison was gone on maternity Ended leave. up like it was a big surprise. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so we had our, our third son and a uh, blessing. And Allison was out of the office for a couple months. 
and Zach was in charge of his crew and I was in charge of my crew and I didn't do mine and no one held him accountable and it just kind of fizzled out and fell apart. Um, so no one was held accountable. So when we sat back down and, and revisited this, we decided to make it automated and Susanna Esther, our office manager, could get the emails and see the red flags and things could be done in real time out in the field um, to, to make corrections and hold people accountable. Um, so the, the smart sheets and, you know, having an office administrator that's here five days a week year round, you know, be the person that can hold us accountable, um, I think is going to work a lot better. You know, the, it's the, the digital platform can sometimes sound a little daunting, but boy, when you, you know, when you think about that accountability piece of it, you know, this is not somebody with a great deal of um, people authority, right? She's the office manager. She's got a lot of responsibilities. We, we respect the heck out of her, right? I mean, she's really, but she's not in charge of people in the field. And, you know, I sometimes when we think about projects like this, we make the assumption that it has to be Zach. Zach's the field supervisor. Zach's going to be the guy. But Zach's got a lot of other responsibilities. And so let's just take a little piece of that out of his hands so that he's not feeling that pressure. That's all about getting out of the hourglass, isn't it? Absolutely. So Zach coming on board helped me get out of the hourglass. Now he's in it. Um, and when a truck breaks down, green book or fixed truck, green book or fixed truck. And right. so it, it's, it's real easy to, to let things slide through the cracks. Right, right. Um, I'd like to go back to that, you know, initial conversation that you had where you decided the first time around that you wanted to, um, you know, implement the green book. Uh, you were going to, you know, one of the wins there was in, involving the entire management team. So right along those lines, you're, we're working on getting you out of the hourglass. And well, tell me about that moment where you realize, ha, it's not just me. So my wife was the first one to come on board and be part of the management team. And then we hired Zach and uh, we, we started having meetings and, and obviously a lot of my responsibilities were delegated down to Zach and he took over the landscaping and maintenance side of the company. But then when we hired our full-time office manager, it really started to come together. And it we had that. Now there was three people other than myself. We could meet weekly, delegate out responsibilities. And my aha moment was when someone started coming back to me, whether it was Zach or Susanna Esther, Hey, this is done now. This is this is built. This is implemented. Hey, this is being done every week. Um, like our safety program was a, a big one of that. Like, hey, we have our crew leader, our head crew leader on the hardscape crew does a safety talk every Monday and the papers get signed off and turned into the office. And I don't have anything to do with it. Um, the topics get picked by Zach, depending on what the issues are in the field. Um you know, things that come up and we cover that in a safety meeting. Um, so that was a big aha moment of, hey, I don't even have to have any involvement in this. 
Right. Um, although I do think I heard you say there that papers are signed on Monday and returned to the office. When is that going to get changed? So it's digitized too. Um, oh, I didn't think about that. So we have, uh, <laughs> we change have, always happens, right? <laughs> right. We have a printout and we have each employee sign off on it. Um, so yeah, I'll have to think about that if we can do that a simpler way. Little little plug for Smartsheet. Boy, you can set up a Smartsheet web form and everybody can access that and populate the job or, oh yeah, change, change is afoot. It's always Absolutely. happening. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, you said something that is um, pretty powerful there and that is you don't have to be a part of it in order for it to be happening. Um, let's go back to you were on the mastermind call on Monday and you heard some things that made you kind of that, that sparked a little bit of creativity. Uh, what's your involvement now? I mean, it, we're, we're only a couple of days in, but so what's your involvement now in this whole process and kind of getting it um, off the ground? Um, so it's at the point where it's built out digitally mm-hmm. and Zach and I- Dude, who did that? Uh, I did that. So okay. we we had our mastermind group, and it was a recap on Nashville. What what did you come out of Nashville wanting to do? Um, where are you at? And do you need any help from the group? So my help request from the group is someone help me with this template. I don't okay. know. I don't know how to build it in Smartsheets. We decided to go. Um, digital. And while the, the mastermind members were kind of helping me with some suggestions, Molly Nolan pulled up Smartsheets on her computer and found a template for us to use. So she shared her screen and showed it to me. And uh, we talked about uh, using Google Docs to do a quiz format. They have a mm-hmm. template for a quiz. So for an hour and a half after my mastermind group, I started building this template out, modifying this template. Susanna Esther, then I brought it to our next management meeting. And Susanna Esther, our office manager, she built a quiz format in Google Docs and got that saved. We created a uh, Google account just for these green books uh, to JRS training something at Gmail. And so we have a Google Drive that Susanna Esther is building out that if we produce the videos, that's where the web link will come from. Um, if we have, you know, sections of our our HR manual will be in there um, for the for that's one of the green book sections is is a HR review of the HR handbook. Um, so that'll all be built out in Google Docs and then links in the Smartsheets form um, to to access that. Right. You know, I think part of that implementation plan there may even necessitate a business owner starting it off, but being able to hand it off. You know, there's there's a point at which you've recognized that you've done what you and only you can do, and now you're going to delegate and hold accountable. Yeah, and we're going to try to trickle that down into the cruise. So I know Nolan Painting does these little incentives and they get their field personnel when they have a training topic they want to do, they put it out to the field and whoever comes up with the video they end up using gets some sort of, you know, bonus or prize or gift card. And so at our management meeting where we were putting all this together, um, 
or getting ready to, to put it out into the field, I said, well, I'm going to have the guys produce a video for hooking up a trailer the proper way because almost all of our crews haul trailers. And Allison said, let's take a step back. I think the first one you and Zach should do in front of the crew leaders and the crews and show them what you're looking for. Have guidelines written out, you know, say this is what we're looking for, show them, and then let them. Okay, so put myself back in there for, for one or two of the first videos, set the standard, and then take myself out of it. Oh, Allison, she's so smart, right? That's yeah. no show, do review. I mean, that's that's important. And something that does often get missed in the uh, process. You know, if you if you want things done a certain way, you need to know know what it is, be able to share what it is, write out or talk about what it is, do it, review and talk about what it is that you did, and then have somebody actually perform the the act. So great job, Allison. Nice, nice shout out for Allison. Um, so I guess in, you know, when you, when you think about the, so of course, you know, Brian talked about in his keynote speech that oftentimes the barrier to change isn't just uh, a, a lack, a lack of clarity around the idea. I mean, that's definitely where it starts. So clarity around the idea needs to occur, but it's also about really clear expectations and who's going to do what and when are they going to do those by and who's on the team. And, you know, I heard a lot about that here. Um, what I don't think I heard from you and I, and uh, set me up here a little bit, um, you know, do you, did you say, I want this done by and push for a, a, uh, particular time frame that it was going to get done in or or did the excitement enthusiasm for the for the process kind of carry you through and get you to that place of done um yeah so for the initial rollout we were going to have it in place for the spring rush this mm -hmm. year we're in now and that's when we failed <laughs> um right. and so we stuck it on a shelf and you know got through our spring you know, craziness time. And then really um, the, the trip to Nashville brought it back to the surface and it, the project grew a little bit. And so we're giving ourselves a little bit of time um, and we're going to have this in place 100% before the hiring rush next year. Um, but in our last uh, weekly management meeting, we discussed if we're going to shoot these videos, they have to be done before the winter or we're not going to have any videos to post. Um, right. So we are going to do a couple a week. So we set ourselves more of a, of a, you know, schedule um, than a, and then a, a to do date as ready for spring hiring. Um, so that's February, March. Um, so we, we gave ourselves a schedule of producing a couple a week and building this thing out, putting the nuts and bolts together over the winter if we have a little downtime, but we'll have to make time to do it because it's important. Yeah. Well, you know, um, the, that's a smart goal, right? So smart, smart meaning, you know, intelligent, but also smart because it's, it's very specific. And I, I appreciate that you were able to think out, okay, this is going to have an impact on our next really strong hiring season and it's got to be in play and we're going to have some weather against us. So we're going to do it now. Um, maybe uh, 
a little bit of urgency there just because of when you started it. But I don't know. I mean, I think it is uh, necessary for participants in a project like this to understand what winning looks like. And winning is approaching March with this as close to done as possible. I keep thinking about Andrew. Good enough today is better than perfect tomorrow, right? We're so we're we're not making this perfect. We're making it done, done by March. So, um, I'm going to make sure that that gets on to your 90 day plan so that we can check on that as far as accountability is concerned. But appreciate that you gave that to the team. Absolutely, and just one other thing, just the pushing off part, the spark was. I have to give Connell a shout out because. He, I, I was on a call with, with him and it was just, just start it. Just do the first, take the first step. So doesn't, doesn't have to be perfect right off the bat. And we did that and we didn't follow through, but then we re-engaged and, and we did yeah. the second time. So, you know, just start doing something, just make a video and text it or email it to all your guys just to, and your field people just to get it started. Just do something to start. Yeah. You know, and that is, um, for me, the, the, the message that I, that I heard, uh, you know, pretty, pretty loud and clear, um, with, with the, um, stories that we heard in Nashville, but certainly just in general in our, in our coaching relationships with the people that we work with, you know, failure does not mean stopping something. And, you know, you're right. Connell, Connell was the impetus. He was the original impetus. And this was I mean, what that call was, what, 18 months ago? It was probably yeah. even longer than that, right? Um, and and you do, you just have to start and don't don't automatically assume that just because something doesn't work the right the first time around, that it's never gonna work for your business. I think that's maybe what could be frustrating is that try it. Doesn't work, try it a different way. Doesn't work, try it a third way. Like just keep trying. So um well, Brian, is there anything that we maybe didn't, that I didn't ask you or that was vital to this process uh, that you want to make sure that the audience hears? Uh, no, I just, you, 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 you pressed on one thing about, you know, who, who has the responsibility. Um, so something that's been talked about um, is like a safety manager, putting someone in charge of the whole thing. So ultimately we have to pick somebody that once this thing's built out and up and running, who is going to be the, the safety czar and, and, and make sure it continues to be important. And then buy-in, you got to sell it. You got to sell it to your crews. If, if the management isn't excited and, and, you know, pushing it, then no one's going to buy into it and it's not going to work. That's perfect. I, I love that. Uh, um, I, I always think about that when I think about a business. Everybody is engaged in sales. It's just the audience that, that, that changes. So you, you might not be selling to a homeowner. Your, your role as a business owner changes and now you're selling to your management team and your management team is selling to your field team. And, you know, it just, it does, it cascades down. So great point. Great point. And, and I think perfect to, to end on. So um, I really appreciate your joining um, me this morning and reviewing that. Um, I think it's it's always fun to think about uh, what 
what you need to do differently and or over and over again in order to make something happen. So really appreciate your time, Brian. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Glad to help. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.